Hi, welcome to In Bed with Nikki. My name is Nikki, and if you're new to the show, hi, how are you? Thanks for joining me. And if you've been here before, welcome back. (laughs) This show is all about sex and the fantasies that people have. Reading from my emails directly and anonymously sent to me, Together, we will explore experiences of everyday people, just like yourself. You never know who I'm reading from. I could be reading from your hairdresser, maybe the gas attendant, or just the person you passed on the street today. It could even be a co-worker. You never know. And if you have any erotic fantasies, or you would just like to say hello, feel free to send them to Nikki, N-I-K-K-Y, at DearNikki.com, or anonymously through the website, DearNikki, N-I-K-K-Y.com, under the Confessions tab. You can also directly mail me a handwritten letter or anything else to P.O. Box 104674. Jefferson City, Missouri, 65110. And also, if you just want to say, hey, see what I'm up to, read the latest really bad dad joke with sexy picture, you can find it on Twitter and Instagram under D Nikki N-I-K-K-Y-162. And if you like the show, please leave a positive review on any platform you listen to the show on. Okay, so if You heard me on my patron on Monday when it dropped really late. Things have changed. Um, I'm staying for the month of October, so you'll still get your episodes and everything else on Wednesdays. Also, if you're on patron, you'll still get your Friday episodes. So just a little late edit, and I apologize, but, um, but you'll still get shows. So yay, every Wednesday on time, hopefully. Um, Still. Don't forget, you can send me your confessions. I will be working. Send them to Nikki, N-I-K-K-Y at DearNikki.com. Remember, you can also do it anonymously at DearNikki.com under the confessions tab. So I was recently told that (laughs) I need to add another PSA besides not safe for work. Um, And as you can see, I'm still getting over my cold. However, my other PSA is from a fellow listener. Um, Hello, Danny. I know you're listening. And uh, you can find his podcast over at uh, Iron Crew Athletics. Um, By the way, my PSA is don't listen to me at the gym or drive a car. I will not be held responsible for any damage caused by doing either one of those things. Apparently, um, wearing sweatpants in a gym and running a treadmill isn't listening to me is not a great idea. I've been told. (laughs) So if you're driving a car or (laughs) running on a treadmill or lifting weights with sweatpants on listening to me, this may not be a good idea from what I'm told. Who knows? And if you have successfully done it, uh, let me know. I'd like to know and be able to point out to him that I have a few that have successfully been able to 
run in their sweatpants and uh, on a treadmill in a crowded gym. I mean, if there is a, such a thing right now, <laughs> it's time. Let's sit back, relax, enjoy the Woodford that I bought this weekend. <laughs> Filthy cherries. And let's enjoy some erotic fantasies from people just like you and me. Dear Nikki, I broke up with my longtime boyfriend earlier this year. Since then, I literally broke the bank of sluttiness. I made a little summary. Here you go. I fucked his friend from work literally two weeks after we broke up, spent the entire weekend at his place having him come in every hole and doing whatever he wants. Two, regularly hooking up with guys on Tinder just to have sex. Three, for around two months, I was fucking a guy working not far from where I work. We were doing it in his car during a lunch break around two times a week. He hated rubbers, so he always finished in my mouth. I met him at a nearby restaurant. Got mistaken for a prostitute three times. One dude threw me out of his car right after coming in my mouth, saying he's not paying. The other two had money waiting for me after I came back from a shower. 5. Had sex with the dude that came to see my flatmate. He was waiting for her over an hour, and she had to stay at work. We finished barely before she came back. Yes, they were sort of dating. 6. Got fingered and blew a guy who came to fix the coffee machine in our office kitchen. Yes, in the office kitchen. No one was in the office, lockdown and stuff. We were taking turns in case of deliveries, etc. 7. Had a threesome with a guy I'd met at a pub and his flatmate. Two first times in one night. First time got picked up by a random guy and went to his place in first threesome. 8. Had sex with three Tinder guys over the weekend. Each one drove me to the next location after we finished. I would love to tell you more. Grace. Holy fucking shit, Grace. You have definitely <laughs> embraced the uh, let's have a breakout slut breakup, I guess is the, you know, <laughs> um, Grace, I don't want you as my roommate. So just gonna or flatmate, you know, sorry, not gonna happen. Just yeah, no, no, no judgment. Go be slutty. Embrace it. Love it. But um, yeah, not gonna have you as my flatmate. <laughs> oh, guys, um, embrace it. Enjoy it. Uh, would love to hear more. Dear Nikki, this is a true story but I didn't use our real names. This is the actual story of what's going on in my sex life right now. I've known Tom for five years, ever since he started working at my father's construction company. We began as co-workers on the job, but since last year, I've inherited ownership. I have quickly learned what it means to manage and how overwhelming it can be. Managing crews on different jobs, creating estimates, and a ton of other responsibilities. It wasn't but a few weeks until I pulled Tom off the job and asked him to be my personal assistant. Now, I'd be lying if saying my intent here was innocent. Over the past few years, Tom and I have developed a unique relationship. 
He stands 5'6 to my 6'4. He was a cleaned up, skinny, blonde haired young man from my hometown, and he had just gotten this job through his uncle, who knew my father. I, on the other hand, am broader, more built. I spent a lot of my time taking care of my physical fitness. The difference between us as men is noticeable. Tom is very open and comfortable with himself once you get to know him. And after a few months of working together, we started talking about sex and sexuality. The conversations were buttoned up, but for the most part, naturally, it evolved into much more open situation. We both felt a similar energy. Sex conversations turned him into sharing pictures of his fiance with me, or the occasional video clip. He told me she knew, but I didn't think she did. As the months pass and the evolution continued, we would occasionally masturbate together in my work truck while on break. Tom would pick a video for us to watch, and we'd whip out our cocks in the car and have a quick stroke. The dynamic of me being his boss started to play into this. Where I would normally would have told him to pump the brakes, I decided to keep going and chase the subtle fun I was having with Tom. It was actually helping me address my own bisexuality. Our relationship wasn't what you would call normal, I suppose, but I think many more guys play with one another under the cloak of secrecy than many would like to believe. The things we would do started out like innocent frat boy dares. I would make him do semi-sexual things in the office or on the job, as if he were a submissive alongside his main duty as my employee. At first, I would do things like spill drinks and make him clean them up. Mildly degrading, obviously intentional. If we had to help out on a job, I would tease him like a play toy and get him worked up when others weren't around. One time, I made him masturbate in my office next to me while I was on a work call. Another time, I rewarded him with a hand job for closing a deal on the porch rebuild. But the best time was our most recent experience. This past week, Tom and I were taking an afternoon break in the truck. He presented me with a new video he wanted me to check out, and I told him to put it on. Our masturbation routine was pretty standard. We jacked our cocks and jacked one another for a short time. We commented on how sexy the girl in the video was and how she was enjoying getting pounded so hard. That was about the time he dropped it on me. He told me he can't do it for her and he would love if I would. I don't want to say I hesitated or I worried about our friendship, considered any other possibilities that this was a bad decision. In that moment, I had no other thoughts. I immediately said yes. Tom, with his hard five-inch cock thumping in his hand, told me he'd long wanted me to be he and Lisa's bull, but never wanted to bring it up. I didn't make any issue about it whatsoever. I told him to tell me where and when. He told me more. Before he covered his stomach and cum, he told me how he wanted me to fuck Lisa like a porn star, and then I would be able to have some time alone with her. I came so hard at the thought of Tom reached over and let his fingertips graze the backside of my penis. He tickled underside my cock and shot after shot of cum coated my own stomach. 
I pulled the skin down tightly, allowed my cock to fully stretch out as Tom licked it. He was really gotten a great at helping me come over the past few months. I asked him when I could meet him and Lisa. He said tomorrow night. That was this past Saturday night. If Tom wasn't fully my submissive yet, I was sure as fuck going to make sure he was by Sunday. I'd happily share the story if there's interest. Jake. Uh, yeah, ring me interested. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, there's nothing like um, somebody embracing being a bull. We hear a lot from the cucks that I never hear from a bull or that I know of or very little. I guess that means I do. <laughs> but more, I hear more from cuckolds than I do bulls. So, Jake, if you're out there and you're listening, I want full details by the time I come back in November. But um, I will be checking emails. So, yeah, you can send it anytime. Yeah. Think about it, gentlemen. I think he's right. There are more. Well, actually, I know he's right. There are more closet strokers than would like to admit. This is why I stayed in the phone sex industry for so long. And this has become the reason why I've started this. I told myself if I could give just one person a place where they could tell their fantasies, tell their confessions, their dirty ones, a safe place, their bubble. And if it helped one person live it through this and not act it out, or even go as far as acting it out safely, then I've done my job. How many of you out there just crave this? And it could be anything, not just being a bull or having a man stroke you. It could be a woman wanting to taste her first clit. It could be another man wanting to taste a woman for the first time. Or in, if you're in a country that doesn't allow sex or frowns upon being sexual, it could allow you to be and find someone that's secretly sexual in a way too. Maybe you're in India and where it's frowned upon and you find that lady and you just watch each other masturbate but not penetrate. Maybe you go as far as introducing each other to anal. How about that? Going as far as that. And there's so many ways that you can be sexually active with someone and reach out and try something new. There's so many sex toys have in the last 10 years have exploded. Um, technology is a wonderful thing. There's the Lush 2, there's remote controlled vibrators, anything. So yeah, when I say that's probably still sex, absolutely. But it's not penetration. So if you could find a partner say in India, and that's your culture, but you wanted to explore, that's another way to do it. If you can get vibrators that say it's. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, explore each other. You never know where you'll find your own Tom 
or Lisa or anything else you want to embrace. Dear Nikki, this is something I've been doing more and more lately, twice this week, 10 or 12 times in total this summer. I'm college-aged and cute, so it isn't super hard for me to get a lot of matches on Tinder, etc. Sometimes I will basically send out a spam message to like 20 women that says, Hey, I think it'd be super hot if we just met up somewhere today and you felt me up. We can meet wherever and you can do whatever. Only condition is that we don't say anything to each other except for hi and bye. No strings. Most women respond, but don't want to do it. Some want to make a real date. Some just want to flirt. Some want to FaceTime. Some are curious about it and ask me questions. But every now and then, someone says yes, and for me, it's better than sex. Probably because it feels super slutty and random that really turns me on. Usually it's a grocery store or place like Target, and the whole encounter lasts about a minute. I don't mind, too, much about someone seeing us, but it seems like a lot of women do. One woman met me in a park, and she gave me a shoulder massage that got inappropriate every 30 seconds or so. That included her digging into my shorts and going hard trying to get me to come. Most girls only grab my boobs, but she was definitely after everything. It lasted about 15 minutes or so, and that was the longest encounter by far. I wanted to share this because it kind of gets me off thinking about people listening about me doing this. But also, I'm curious if there are any other women into this sort of thing. I feel like it's not a kink I'd really like to see. Melanie, you know what's fascinating about this? I hear all the time how men will go you know, run or jog and they'll get hand jobs by other men in parking garages, parks, you know, various other places, kind of like the last confession. Um, I've never heard of a quickie with a lady, but I have heard we're dirtier. So I, I can see this actually happening. But how ladies, how many are you out there? that we're going and we're putting out there like men would if they're looking for another man, like, you know, like grinder. How many of them of us out there are looking for quick lady hookups, like no names, we just come and go. It's a very interesting thing that I honestly don't hear a lot of, but I, obviously there is. So ladies, if you have had a quick hookup, a clit story, I would love to hear about it more. I mean, Melanie can't be the only one out there. Ladies, please, let's hear. Let's hear how you embrace the sluttiness. Hi, Nikki. You asked me to follow up about a story of the roofer and the wife. I am indeed the husband. And I indeed filled her with every ounce of lust I had that night and several others. I've been working on this response for days, nervously, because writing this out and then hearing you recite it really took a toll on me at first, like a hard slap of reality. But it's enjoyable knowing that I'm lucky enough to be in this situation. I'd like to share the origin of the story. I had hired a roofer to do some patchwork on our roof. I had never actually met the guy, but I spoke on the phone and he told me that he'd have to come out and take a look 
and then he could give me an idea of what it would cost. I wouldn't be home for this, but my wife was. It was pretty standard. He came by and met my wife, looked at the roof, and told her he would be getting back to us shortly. Between that time and the actual job, my wife and I had been flirting discussions and fantasies of playing with other people while we had sex. That particular time, the roofer had come up in the discussion. We had talked and fucked, and she worked her clit as we fantasized about having him, during which I told her several times to take him if she wanted him. She described him in detail to me, how attracted she was to him, and how thin and built he was, well-dressed, but still rugged enough to climb on the roof and get some work done. So yeah, in my overly horny state, I told her, okay, maybe I begged her to take him, to have him, do what she wanted with him. Then, on the day he was scheduled to come over, she didn't seem that into the idea for the morning before I left for work. She'd be home all day, and he was scheduled to arrive around noon. I told her she had permission, but no pressure. She texted me through lunch time and told me that he had arrived with one other person and that they were going to begin work relatively soon. That was as much as I'd heard from her that day. Around 2 p.m., I decided to take the rest of the afternoon off and head home. I tell my co-workers and myself that it was work on a project in my backyard because it was a nice clear day. In reality, I was an angst ridden with the thought of my wife's fantasies possibly becoming reality. My hopes were not high. When I pull up to my block, two roofing company trucks were in the driveway. I parked next to my driveway beside some pine trees in my neighbor's yard. I could see someone up on the roof hard at work. I walked down the driveway and entered through the side door, which led to two ways, upstairs to the kitchen or downstairs to the basement. As I walked upstairs, peeked through the glass of our kitchen door. What I saw, I'll never forget. Picture this, Nikki. My wife was standing over our sink in a black t-shirt, slightly bent with her ass out. Her leggings were around her ankles, and her dark green panties were tightly being pulled apart around her thighs, as if she'd been greedily pulled down in a hurry. Her hands were firmly gripped on the counter as she looked out our kitchen window above our sink. And behind her stood a tall, tanned man with a sweaty t-shirt and a pair of cargo shorts and boots. He was very slowly pumping, and I mean pumping, into my wife, as if he was squeezing a very large object into an incredibly small place. It turns out that's exactly what he was doing. For the next 10 minutes, I watched this man as he pulled my wife into different universe. His hands found a way around to the bottom of her ponytail as he gripped her head for leverage. He smacked her ass with the other, and he, she made noises that I never heard before. I stood on the steps and jerked my dick as his pace picked up. Within a minute or so, I was ejaculating onto the door as his thrusting continued. My, as my orgasm subsided, a clarity began to emerge in my brain. 
What the fuck was I doing? Why was I allowing this to happen? I continued to stroke myself flaccid in hopes I could rekindle an erection and maybe distract myself from feeling these negative thoughts. But I couldn't. I put my penis back into my pants and watched as it happened before me. I watched as their rhythm increased. I watched as she pushed back on his cock, trying to fit more of it inside her. I watched as he slapped her ass and told her she was a good little slut. I was angry, nauseous, jealous and afraid, but I couldn't look away. I didn't want to leave, but I certainly didn't want to stay, and I knew for sure that I couldn't stop it. This guy could definitely kick my ass. He pumped her harder and harder until she finally went limp, laying her body across the counter as she stood there pigeon-toed, groaning with guttural, animalistic sounds. He called her a whore and a slut. He held her firmly in position and took advantage of her weakened state. In her full state of submission, they began to trade dirty talk. Fuck me, daddy. You own this pussy, began to emerge from her mouth. I even heard her say, no, he can't fuck like this. I couldn't hear his question, but I know it was a slight towards my own ability. He completely racked her, to put it lightly. The intensity with which he was plowing into her really made me sick. I knew I couldn't compete. She howled and begged for his cum. He began to growl as he kept the pace of his thrusting. Her open mouth howls turned into gasps and squeaks. Who was this woman, and what was being done to her in my kitchen? She reached down and began shouting, Daddy, as she rubbed her crotch like a horny teenager. She just kept shouting, Daddy, 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 as they both used one another near orgasm. He smacked her several times, calling her a fucking cunt, a cheating slut, and his new personal whore. He was right about the last one. His build-up to orgasm seemed like it took quite a bit of hard work. The mark of a true man. The mark of a man who found a woman worthy of his superiority and ability. The closer he got, the more vigorously he fucked, the harder he smacked her, the dirtier his words got. And finally, as his thrusting had hit a peak, he pulled out and fired several shots of cum all over the back of her black t-shirt. The white cum contrasted with the shirt, and I could see every shot from a short distance. The groans that came from him were the groans of a man who now owned that woman and owned this space, owned this house. His dominant energy filled the area as my wife reached between her legs, desperately trying to extend her dwindling orgasm. He gave her one more smack on her ass, hard, and told her that this wouldn't be the last time. She turned around and kissed him, yes, sir, as he adjusted his clothing. I caught only one quick glimpse of his softening cock. It was painfully large. I felt that pain directly as my stomach sank hard. She immediately became flirty with him as he pulled her cum-covered shirt off and balled it up and pulled her panties and leggings up. 
She stood there in a bra as he ran his fingers along her cheek, jawline, and collarbone. They had some small talk and kisses, and then he said he had to get back to finish the job. They would be leaving soon. My wife was off to get a shower. I slowly walked into the basement. As he walked outside, he walked right by me and the cum-covered kitchen door that led to our driveway, not noticing me or the cum. I was relieved to realize he didn't know I was there. I slowly snuck into the kitchen when the coast was clear to retrieve a paper towel to clean up my mess. I looked at the counter to find a small shot of cum that had been missed by my wife's quick cleanup. I had to know. I rolled my finger around in it and dabbed it on my tongue before going back for more. It was thick and very strong in both taste and smell. This was real bullcum. It was evident to me that this man was far more sexually in tune with my wife than I was and that he could please her in ways I never could dream to. I cleaned up, snuck out, got in my car to drive around for the remaining time until I was done working. Not long after I received a text from my wife. So I did it, she said. I was very eager for this conversation. I had to know. What did she feel? How hard did she come? Was this domineering man the one who took her places that I never could? I was dying to hear the details. Her reply was short and considerate. Eh, he was okay. Our story is obvious much longer, but that's how it all started. T. Well, first of all, if you're looking for the first one he sent, it's on 826, and his story is uh, sharing his wife. So if you're looking for what he was um, talking about the first at the beginning, that's what he's talking about. So you can go back and listen to that one and then come back to this or vice versa, whatever you want. Obviously, you're doing it the backwards way. Or if you don't remember it, go back and listen to it. T. Wow. Did she ever answer your question, though? Was she ever honest that it was mind-blowing that it took her places that you couldn't? Was she ever honest with you about that? And how do you feel about it now? Does it drive you insane? And my question is this, as I've said in an interview before, this lifestyle, what you're doing is not for everybody. But seeing as you guys took it from a fantasy, a conversation that you both had a fantasy and lived it out, how do you feel about it now? Um, obviously, from your previous story or, you know, um, that you guys are still doing it. Would you go back and change anything? And how do you keep it going? Um, that's some questions I tend to get that how does a man like you feel about that? Obviously, you go as far as reclaiming your wife afterward. So there's still that I'm the man of the house, you're mine, I love you. And thank you for giving me this gift. Because it truly is a gift between the two of you, you get to live your fantasy of seeing another man being there or hearing him actually. So you know, and you're giving that to her also. So you're both giving, giving and giving, which is great. 
And I applaud you for exploring those fantasies. Um, I always say communication, 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 and everybody forgets that sex is very much a part of communication and relationship. And yes, we have to have checks and balances. Ha ha ha. In every part of our relationship. But T, I just applaud you very much for exploring this with her and letting her explore that wild side of her. Um, it doesn't sound like, and you have not led me to believe or shared that same for you, that you want another woman. It sounds like you're in the hot wifing where your wife does everything you want. She's fulfilling all the fantasies. So why would you want any other woman? And, you know, so that may not be your cup of tea, but if you are sharing, if you are couple swapping now, I would love to hear that part of it too. And if not, this is just as juicy. And, and what else have you guys done? I would love to hear from you, T. Thanks for reaching out. I think this is a perfect way to end today. I want to thank you for joining me. If you have any fantasies or confessions, don't forget you can send them to Nikki, N-I-K-K-Y, at DearNikki.com. You can also anonymously do it at DearNikki.com under the Confessions tab. You can go to Twitter and Instagram, interact with me there. Also read really, really bad dad jokes with sexy pictures, if that's your thing, at dnikki, N-I-K-K-Y, 162. And if you enjoyed the show, leave a positive review anywhere you hear your other favorite podcast. And in closing, I want to spread my legs out and have you eat my wet pussy. Then turn me over. And put that hard cock deep inside me. Kiss my neck and slowly move in and out of me. Fill me up. Make me scream your name. I want you to dominate me. Make me yours. Do you think you can? (laughs) I really want to find out. And until next time, bye for now.